You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 108 here in the now the third week of March of 2017. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. The outlandish Liam. And we are here to... That's right, my God. (laughs) We thought we need to start branding ourselves. uh, So maybe Vince McMahon will understand us. Uh, So Liam is now the the outlandish Liam. And uh, I don't have a nickname yet. And And Ethan is the new sensation. (laughs) <laughs> fantastic okay we're here to talk about uh the ring of honor 15th anniversary show which liam uh plunked down his hard-earned cash for and so by god we're gonna discuss that this week and we'll touch on some raw and smackdown and maybe a little bit of talking smack the best show in wwe <laughs> uh but it wasn't the most newsworthy wwe week they got closer to delivering us matches that we know have been coming for a long time. And Ring of Honor put on their 15th anniversary show, and they have a new world champion. And uh, we don't talk as much Ring of Honor as we could or maybe should on this show, and we're doing our best to remedy that here today. So, Liam, the ROH 15th anniversary show opened with Jay White defeating Kenny King. What did you think of the match? Uh, this was probably the only, I thought, the only thumbs down on the show. And it certainly wasn't bad or anything. But, again, maybe this just comes from me not being a, I don't I don't watch ROH every week, as, as you just mentioned. The, you know, I catch it here and there. I kind of keep up with what the main event angles are. But uh, I just wasn't really familiar with either of these guys to, to uh, any great extent. And, you know, and the, and the crowd didn't really seem to know them very well either. But it, it was certainly fine. There's nothing, nothing offensive about it. Uh, there was a six-man and, and a six-way singles match to determine the number one contender uh, to uh, Marty Skrull's uh, ROH Television Championship. And Frankie Kazarian won that match, defeating Hangman Page, Chris Sabin, Punishment Martinez, Cheeseburger, and Silas Young. I have some thoughts on Punishment Martinez that I can share, but what did you think of this uh, six-man mayhem match? This was awesome. Uh, it was just... I mean, it was just all action. I mean, it's it's uh, it probably wouldn't be a match that uh, like Jim Cornette would enjoy very much. Uh, it was pretty much just spot, 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 spot. But I mean, that's that's what, when you have multi man matches, it's kind of what you want, I think. And uh, yeah, all these guys delivered. They they're doing a lot of, of teasing. Uh, they're doing a lot. There's a lot of times where where uh, Cheeseburger was going for something, and then big mean Silas Young would come in and and break it up. And Silas Young is really awesome. I think, uh, I mean, that's not news. He's been in ring of honor for a couple of years now, but, uh, that dude, that dude's really great. And he, uh, he, he knows, he knows his gimmick inside and out. And, uh, yeah, it was just a whole lot of fun. And, uh, punish Martinez, punishment Martinez, I thought was, uh, may have been one of the standout guys in this. I was really not familiar with him at all. Um, but he, uh, I thought he held his own here. Everybody did. Honestly, Kazarian won. Kazarian might have been the least impressive guy in the whole match. Um, but uh, that 
but uh, that's all right. He's obviously they've got some main event style storylines with him and and Daniel's coming up. It would seem so, but it was great though. I thought it was it was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, what are your thoughts on Punishment Martinez? Yeah, on the Punishment Martinez tip there, I have obviously been seeing his name pop up in the results here um, quite a bit over the last several months, but I actually also just saw him work for the first time. Uh, there's a little bit of background noise. I'll wait a second. There, um, I also recently just saw Punishment Martinez work for the first time on ROH television a couple of weeks ago. And my thought was, obviously, I'm not sure how big he is, but he looks like a big guy, at least compared to the ROH guys. He has a good look, and he was really agile for a big, bigger guy. And I thought, well, this guy, um, he's probably already as good as Baron Corbin, and obviously he doesn't have that kind of size, but I could see him being a WWE guy one day. Do you see it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he has good physique. He's obviously a really good athlete, and as you said, he's a little bit bigger than the average uh, Ring of Honor guy. So, you know, size is only going to help you as much as the business has kind of changed in certain ways. Uh, still having the the good physique, uh, the good a good uh, a good athletic background, and the uh, and a little bit of height to you is still going to do nothing but help you. So, yeah, I'm, I think we're on the same page there. Jay Lethal defeated Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish Bobby Fish may or may not be NXT bound this year. Jay Lethal uh, re-signed with Ring of Honor not that long ago, and he's not going anywhere. But uh, I've thought for a long time Jay Lethal is maybe the most polished, best overall worker in Ring of Honor. And um, what did you think of his work and Bobby Fish's work uh, on the 15th anniversary show? Yeah, I thought this was the best match on the whole show. Um, main event, for, for sentimental reasons, is probably more memorable. But as far as your actual start-to-finish pro wrestling action, uh, good story told, great moves, high-flying, everything you want from, I think, from Ring of Honor-style wrestling was in this match. And, uh, yeah, Lethal is just... Everything he does is so smooth. He's almost, I think... You know, he was champion in ROH for so long, and I think people kind of overlooked him. Or just kind of... He's just kind of always there, so I think people didn't really see him as anything special. He's almost, to me... Um, maybe this is... A, excuse me. Maybe this is an odd comparison, but he's almost like... He's like Ring of Honor's Randy Orton, where he's just so good and so smooth, and he does everything so well that he's almost kind of... Like people just expect him to be in, in like to like the minimum for him is like a three star match, and so he may not be the most spectacular or flashiest guy, but it's just an all around talent. I think yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, and Bobby Fish was awesome in this match as well. Told a, a great story of Bobby Fish kept attacking Lethal's leg and and uh, kept hooking in this knee bar. By the third time he got it, the crowd was going crazy. And finally, Lethal hits the Lethal Injection and gets the pin. It was just awesome. It was, uh, it's one of the best matches I've seen all year. It's one of my favorite matches I've seen all year. Um, just, just great. It's great stuff. Um, to me, the team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish always stood out a little bit more. Um, I know that might be sacrilege. I know there's a, <laughs> uh, the more hardcore fans 
really like Kyle O'Reilly's style. I really don't like Kyle O'Reilly's style. Huh. Um, but I I would certainly enjoy seeing Fish and O'Reilly, or especially Fish, in NXT soon. And I think we might. Um, the Kingdom defeated Dalton Castle and his boys uh, to retain the ROH six-man tag team titles. I believe TKO Ryan broke his leg in this match. Is that correct? Yeah, it was a real nasty spot. Uh, he went for the the springboard moonsault the outside, the acai moonsault, and flipped back a little too or either too far or not far enough, because I guess if he had flipped a little further, he would have just ended up in the first row. But uh, And his his ankle just smacked right on the metal guardrail, and just heard this loud, loud crack. And everyone in the crowd just went, ooh, right at the same time. And it pretty much went right to the finish from there and uh, had him carried out a couple of minutes later. So that sucks. I know that the, the new kingdom is kind of, you know, some people are kind of, I guess, aren't, aren't, aren't as interested in that without uh, Mike Bennett and Maria involved. But, uh, you know, Mainly this Maria. most, yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, uh, <laughs> come on. But uh, so, but still, you know, they they were having a good match, and and the uh, the two guys, uh, Tico Ryan, um, especially, I thought, what was uh, we're doing a fine job, and uh, so it's it sucks to see, especially because they're they're the the six man champions, so that'll probably have to change, and unless they, I guess, they can get another guy or something, but so yeah, never never fun to see him to see anybody get hurt for real. Um, it's just, it was one of those freak things. So yeah, best, best of luck to, uh, to Mr. O'Ryan. Matt Taven, Matt Taven's a guy that when I was going to ring of honor television tapling tapings monthly, uh, a couple of years ago, I guess before his knee injury, um, where I thought, well, he's a WWE guy one day and now I see Matt Taven work and I do not think that, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if how much of that is just uh, the injury, or the um, or whether he's just a good like second fiddle guy. I don't know. Um, what do you think about Taven's uh, big league prospects? Yeah, to me, he seems like I like I could see him coming into NXT some at some point, but he'd be more you know he'd be at, he wouldn't be the he wouldn't get the fanfare that like Austin Aries or, or certainly like a, you know, a guy at a higher level, like Balor or even Hideo Itami or somebody like that would get, I don't think so. I mean, he, you know, if the money's right, I'm sure he'd go, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see him as, as being a guy that, uh, that, that makes a huge difference in NXT. But, you know, as I always say, uh, I would love to be proven wrong. Marty Skrull defeated Leo Rush uh, for the ROH or retaining the ROH World Television Championship. Um, I have Leo Rush story and Leo Rush thoughts, but I will first ask, what did you think of the match, Liam? Yeah, it was it was very good. Um, probably the third best match, my third favorite match on the show. Um, really, kind of simple story of Skrull is this polished tough bad badass who's just he's the champ and you have this young high flyer who's doing everything he can to try and 
try and beat him and he works and works and works and he gets the advantage, but the, the bigger guy and the more experienced guy just keeps cutting him off and just keeps beating him back down until finally, uh, you know, the, the little guy can't, can't quite make it. And, uh, and ends up losing. So yeah, they, they told a nice little story and uh scroll's very good. Uh, Rush is what uh, he's younger than <laughs> he's younger than me. And uh, he's 22 years old and uh, he's, he's obviously very talented athletically. So I'm sure he'll only get better, but uh, yeah, I thought it was very good. Uh, I am interested to hear your, your Leo rush story and thoughts. However, it's not a, uh, not a giant thing. But I saw him wrestle about 18 months ago. Maryland uh, Championship Wrestling did a free outdoor show uh, on a Friday night. They brought in Mickey James. They brought in Jim Duggan. Um, <laughs> and uh, I arrived late, and I missed Mickey James. But I did uh, get to see Leo Rush work. And, of course, I did get to see Hacksaw Jim Duggan work. <laughs> I also got a migraine headache that night because it was an outdoor event. And uh, people were uh, drinking beer and smoking cigarettes uh, at this here outdoor event. And cigarettes apparently are a migraine. And cigarette smoke apparently is a migraine trigger for me. I'm not sure. Uh, but I was, I became violently ill uh, and was like seeing sp- spots and like just wor- worst migraine I ever had in my life. But I saw Leo Rush that night and I said, this guy is going to be a star. And, uh, yeah, he's well on his way. I don't know how much longer he'll be Mr. Maryland Wrestling. Um, I saw him when Maryland Wrestling brought in Shawn Michaels. Um, Leo Rush was at the the pre-show meet and greet um, selling his gimmicks uh, that night. And being uh, very f- f- fan-friendly and Mr. Maryland Wrestling, I suspect he's not long for the indie scene. Uh, yeah, so that's that's my Leo Rush and getting a headache and seeing Jim Duggan. <laughs> In like in like 2015 story was 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 the migraine worth it for hacksaw? Um, no. Would it have been worth it for Mickey James? Um, I don't know what kind of match she had. <laughs> if I don't know how much people were, how hard people were working. Um, Leo Rush was working pretty hard, but I don't know how um how hard Mickey was working. Um, for <laughs> a show that probably had zero gate. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably very yeah. Leo, Leo Rush is a guy like to me either he's gonna be an NXT in a year, or he's gonna be like the he'll be like in he'll be probably like winning best of the Super Juniors in New Japan in like a year. But yeah, either way, I don't think he's uh, as you said probably not long for uh, the the local indies uh, are probably uh, limited time only for him. I've heard that WWE's interested, um, but. I, I, it seems like they're kind of scared to sign any Ring of Honor guys right now. I think they got a legal letter um, about tampering. Uh, I don't know. But doesn't it seem like they're a little hesitant to take guys at least right off Ring of Honor television? Oh, for sure. Um, and there's there's been some issues in uh, Adam Cole's done interviews. I guess they're, I guess based on him being injured for a while, they extended his contract a little bit, which may or may not have been to prevent him from appearing in NXT on WrestleMania weekend. Um, I think he's, he's done at the, at the end of April now uh, for, with ROH, but um, yeah, I think they're, they've certainly backed off. It, it doesn't seem to have that, like what we had with, uh, with AJ and Nakamura, where it was, 
they were on they were on New Japan, and three weeks later they're in WWE. Doesn't quite seem to have that level of uh, expediency with guys leaving like we did there for a while with uh, seemingly a lot of talent from from ROH and TNA in New Japan. But uh, yeah, so that I could see them. It does seem like they've backed off. The fact that uh, Kyle O'Reilly's not already there after seemingly wrapping up with ROH and uh, on after he lost the title back to Cole on the uh, Wrestle Kingdom show would suggest that, yeah, maybe they're maybe ring of honor is trying to enforce some, some sort of at least short-term non-compete clauses or something. O'Reilly's a weird one though. Cause there was, you know, he's kind of disappeared uh, since his last ring of honor appearance, which would probably be a tip off that, well, he's going somewhere. But then he worked like a Missouri indie and there was an item in the Observer that he told people there that he's going to be a regular there. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, I mean, it didn't, it didn't say for how long, but that struck me as really weird. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's going to work some random indie in the middle of the country. Uh, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> Six man tag: Bully Ray and the Briscoes. Who I'd be willing to wager all three of those men voted for Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> What De- defeated War Machine and Davy Boy Smith Jr. What did you think of the six man? Uh it was wasn't anything special. Uh, kind of, I had really not seen uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. since he left WWE like seven years ago. So uh, it was a kind of kind of a interesting to see his his progression. He's I think he's in better shape and certainly carries himself like more of a star now. Um, I guess this was uh, most of the match was basically just them apparently setting up, I guess, something for a New Japan show where they're going to be doing War Machine against uh, Dave Boy Smith Jr. and I think Lance Archer um, or somebody else from the Suzuki Goon group. But uh, either way, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't much of a match. I mean, it was uh, that and kind of like a <laughs> as weird as this is to say in 2017, a showcase for Bully Ray. Um, <laughs> Because they're going to do Bully Rain Adam Cole uh, at some point, it appears, based on that Manhattan show they did. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a little it was a little weird. It's a little weird. Bully Ray certainly not a guy that that would seemingly work. You know, they they brought in the, Har- the Hardys did a hardcore match on this show, and that was fine because it was hardcore. But when you're when you just watched Leo Rush, and then now you're watching Bully Ray do the was up spot with one of the Briscoes. It's a little jarring, uh, to say the least. Speaking of the Hardys, the hullabaloo that surrounded this show was, I believe, Dish Network got a legal letter from TNA, who are claiming intellectual property over the broken Hardys gimmick. And Dish Network got cold feet and did not air the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I don't imagine that hurt uh, Dish Network very much. Um, but when you're talking about, you know, best case scenario, I don't know what's best case scenario for the show. 15,000 buys. I don't know. Like I'm sure it hurt ring of honor a little bit, but, uh, F that out. <laughs> um, this is, this is the greatest thing in wrestling. It's one of my top five favorite tweets of all time, uh, from Rebby Hardy this week. Uh, any thoughts on uh, impact going after the Hardys before we talk about their match on this, uh, anniversary show? I mean, this is the part where it sucks because they're kind of like they kind of have a case 
uh, you know, legally standing. They're, you know, the characters were created for their television show. Now, the problem is neither they nor Matt had any of the stuff copyrighted. I know Matt's been moving to get all of it under his own, uh, his own copyrights, but now, you know, Imp- Impact can challenge all of those and say they deserve it. And uh, from what their perspective appears to be, uh, I think the Observer uh, talk, or, or Dave Meltzer talked about it this week. It's, it's not that they want to keep them from doing the gimmick. It's that they want a percentage of royalties um, from the Hardys, which, of course, if they go to WWE and start making, you know, the real big merch money, which they will if they go there, um, TNA wants a cut of that. So, uh yeah, I don't know. I it it kind of seems it just depends how much how much Anthem is willing to fight over this. Are they willing to actually take it to court? Um, obviously, ROH was concerned enough, and and the Hardys were concerned enough because they really, you know, beyond dressing the way they've already dressed, they you know they didn't use the music, they didn't they didn't uh, hawk any merchandise, they didn't call him Broken Matt. So clearly, ROH was worried about it. It was yeah, it was very it was very weird. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about it from like a, a personal perspective, it's like yeah, you kind of screwed these guys over on their way out, and now you're threatening to sue them. Um, yeah, that that sucks. But you know, from a legal perspective, TNA is kind of not wrong here, or at the very least, they deserve to take a look at it legally because you know there's money to be made with this gimmick when it comes to merchandise, and if your company could get a cut of that. I mean, you'd be stupid not to look at it. So, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not a scummy thing to do. It certainly is, but you know, (laughs) this is the pro wrestling business, right? Certainly is, but, uh, F that out. Don't, yeah, don't mistake my, uh, I had to put on, put on legal hat there for a little bit, but I'm not, I still hate TNA, guys. Don't 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 you worry about that. Oh, we could talk about their terrible show later. Let's do that before we sign off. Don't bl- don't blame the Hardys. Right. I know a lot of you guys think that the Hardys might be pushing themselves out of a lot of money, but they never do that to themselves. So the Hardys beat the Young Bucks and Rapongi Vice in a uh, 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 Las Vegas street fight. They retain the ROH World Tag Team titles. What do you think of this? I was uh, Trent Barretta is a madman, is what I thought. Um, I saw somebody on Twitter say that in 2017, Trent Barretta has apparently decided to just be Sabu and uh, just <laughs> taking really dumb bumps and crazy dives and took a running power bomb from one of the young bucks on the metal ramp, and the metal ramp was not bolted down, so the metal ramp oh. bounced up with him as he bounced off of it. Ugh. And uh, I mean, I think everybody remembers. Uh, even if you didn't see the match, you probably saw the gif of that stupid bump he took at the Wrestle Kingdom show, where he did basically the Undertaker dive and nobody caught him. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a madman. They did the spot where they put a bunch of thumbtacks in his mouth and then super kicked him. Um, Ugh. yeah, it was it was it was wild. It was it was it felt like an you know. Uh, a garbage ECW match. Um, so if that's your thing, if that's your style of wrestling, I'm sure you loved this. I didn't, uh, you know, the rest of the time when it was, you know, the Hardys are obviously they're in their forties. They couldn't do a lot of like actual wrestling. So 
you know, the actual like big high spots and actual wrestling between Rapangi Vice and the Young Bucks was fun and fast paced. And then you did basically all the hardcore spots with the, uh, with the Hardys. And, uh, you know, Jeff did his swanton through a table to, to get the win. So it's, it's, it was, it was a spectacle. Um, I'll certainly remember it. But yeah, that, my, my main thought was that Trent Beretta, uh, if he's if if he wants to be walking in five years, should maybe think about toning it down a little bit. And the main event: Christopher Daniels defeated Adam Cole to win the ROH World Championship, his first major World Championship win at age forty-five. Uh, he defeats future NXT World Champion Adam Cole for the <laughs> ROH World Championship. What did you think of this main event? I loved it. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a really simple story of the old guy who never won the title before the match. They had Daniels cut the best promo I've heard in like at least a year, maybe longer. Um, where he's just, he's talking about for years. He thought he'd be okay with never winning a world title. He was fine being the tag team specialist. And, and then he, re- and then when this tournament came up and he won it, he realized he needed that title and he's, he's crying and he's shouting and he's so passionate about it. It's like, yeah, Christopher Daniels is uh, 47 years old and is cutting probably, um, with the exception of maybe like Goldberg, just cut like the best baby face promo I've heard in ages. Um, and then the match itself was really good. It was the young cocky guy, uh, the young cocky champion, Adam Cole, just out wrestling and, and mocking the older guy. And then, you know, they go back and forth and Daniel starts to get the advantage. There's the ref bump and Kazarian comes out and reveals that his joining the Bullet Club was all a ruse and, uh, and uh, distracts Cole long enough. And then, and then Daniels comes back and hits three, uh, three moonsaults and pins him. They do the giant celebration. They give him the, the ROH title and the original 2002 ROH title. And he's celebrating in the ring. And then they do one of my favorite spots in all of wrestling, which is when the entire locker room comes out to celebrate a baby face winning the title. Uh, just, just awesome. It was an awesome moment. It's, it's celebrating. The show was supposed to be celebrating 15 years of ring of honor. And you had one of the, you know, one of the greats of all time when it comes to ring of honor and Christopher Daniels uh, win the world title and, and have, give, give everybody a happy ending. It was, it was awesome. Um, from a wrestling perspective, like I said, I still think I like the Jay Lethal match better, but this was this was something special, and uh, this is what got me to plunk down my money and uh, and buy this show was to see Christopher Daniels win this world title. So I got what I paid for, which is what you want. Um, rapid fire here, uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. I guess we'll just talk about the two top angles. The top angle on Raw. Uh, the main event angle with Mick Foley, Stephanie, Triple H, and Seth Rollins. I love the angle. They finally took some of the Mick, Stephanie garbage and uh, decided, hey, let's try to make some money with this. And uh, I thought it was a good angle. Uh, what'd you think of uh, the main event angle on Raw? I, I thought it was good. Um, I I thought it was awesome uh, until until Hunter got back in the ring and beat up Seth. And I know the point whole point is that Seth is injured and he's going to be fighting and he's the underdog going in, which is fine. But they've done such a poor job with Seth for so long as a babyface. When he came out there and dropped that crutch, the crowd went insane. And when he started beating up Hunter, the crowd was the loudest I've heard a crowd for Seth Rollins in months. 
And then just to have Hunter essentially beat him in a fair fight, I thought maybe they could have waited until next week to do that spot. You know, just even at the start of next week's show, just have Hunter come out and beat him up with the crutch would have been fine. But I feel like for one week, because he's been kind of a weak baby face for a while, you maybe should have had Seth stand tall for one week. But I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see. I guess the match the match is still not technically official, so maybe this was just also maybe a backup plan in case he doesn't get cleared at the last minute. But uh, yeah, but maybe just a little too much. But uh, what did you think? I mean, I I thought it was great. I thought I'm I'm just glad they finally decided that uh, Stephanie uh, bitching at Mick uh, could be used in a money angle, even if uh, Mick uh, didn't necessarily get the best of it. Um, seems to be the end of Mick for a while. Um, a lot of speculation about Kurt maybe taking that GM spot uh, while he's out getting a hip replacement, or maybe semi permanently. Um, but I, I liked it. I, I was okay with with. You could argue, yeah, Hunter won a fair fight, um, but I mean, he he attacked the guy's injured leg and beat him up with a with a crutch. Like I was okay with with that with that stuff. I didn't think it was the usual triple H trying to get himself um, over as a baby face kind of stuff. It was like, it was a heel. He was definitely the heel. <laughs> sure. No, you're not wrong. Like I said, it really just from the purposes of Seth's been so just booked so terribly. And it felt like this was fine. They, I feel like he just needed a week to stand tall. And uh, especially after the last time he was on television crying. So, I don't know. I think I just think maybe they could have left it where they did and then had Hunter do the big beat down next week. But, you know, I, I still think it was good, all things considered. And the, uh, I guess you could say the Miz and Cena stuff on SmackDown was the main stuff, but clearly Shane Man was the top babyface on SmackDown this week. Uh, what'd you think of the Shane Man AJ Styles angle? Um, I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh, this is the first time in the whole feud where AJ actually appeared to be the heel. Um, you know, we I, I, I shouted and, and ranted last week about not wanting to see the match. That hasn't changed. But all things considered, uh, you have, even though, the, you know, AJ was you know t- maybe technically justified in everything he said, you know, he attacked the man from behind, beat him up, threw him through a car window. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, and... Uh, and we'll perceive, we'll conceivably get get what's coming to him, and and we'll have a fair fight with this guy, come WrestleMania. So, uh, thought it was pretty good. Um, the I liked the type of beating. They didn't do they didn't do wrestling spots. AJ just basically punched him and stomped him and tossed him into stuff. So I thought it it was pretty physical. It was feel pretty brutal. Um, what did you think? Um, it's still building to a match. I don't particularly care to see, uh, but I thought it was, I thought it was a good angle. That's, that's the nicest thing I'm going to say about Shane McMahon for a long time. So everyone should, should hold on to that. Um, that's about all I think I need to cover this week. Do you have anything else that you would like to get to, or should we wrap it up? Uh, just in passing on the way out, uh, TNA had another reboot show this past week, and it was terrible. So, uh, death taxes, TNA being terrible. Those are the only constants in life, and uh, I find that very comforting. Amen. Hallelujah.
And until next time, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back very soon with more stories from the wrestling life. Goodbye. Hey everybody, it's Ethan. Wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Contenders Clothing. Contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. At Contenders, they feature a collection of amazingly designed men's boxer briefs inspired by our athletic heroes and champions. Their boxer briefs use ride control technology, which prevents the underwear from riding up on the leg. Their design and creative partners are John and Mike Anderson, who are the founders of Tank Farm Men's Apparel Line and retail stores in Seal Beach and Huntington Beach, California. At Contenders, they also have an initiative called Everyday Contenders, where they give back to those who are fighting for something. The most recent cause was a second chance, and they're in the process of delivering underwear, hats, and t-shirts to Blessed Mary O Friends, which is a sober recovery assistance program. At Contenders, they really love to give back as well as provide great underwear, hats, and t-shirts. So check them out, contendersclothing.com slash ref slash the wrestling life. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the elite podcast network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. for the stupid camera inside the car. Yeah, they they were trying to make a, a memorable visual out of it, but <laughs> as if you didn't know what that was about. Right. <laughs> I just I just mansplained it to you. <laughs> See what it is is they wanted to make a very memorable visual by placing a camera inside the vehicle. Hmm. Yes. Just the worst. My favorite tweet of all time was, <laughs> I think it was like Ken Jennings or somebody, one of those people on Twitter whose jobs seem to just be posting funny tweets. And uh, he's, he's like, many women still do not quite understand what mansplaining is. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I thought so. All right. Here we go.
Hey, everybody, it's the Wrestling Let's try that one more time. Very animated. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I've had two sips of beer, and, <laughs> <laughs> and the room is spinning. <laughs> Alrighty. All right, boss. <sighs> do we need any other bonus stuff, or do you think uh, we should? I mean, did you check if the other stuff sounded okay? Oh, I have, I have no idea. I mean, I didn't play. Oh. I didn't. I didn't play any of it back. <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> when have we ever had audio issues on this show? <laughs> Never. Home without a chaperone is what you thought it be. I hope your brother's I try to keep on keeping on.